0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. It well, it's good to be in your home this morning with you. I was standing over there worshiping, visualizing uh, me just being in every one of your homes. Last week, uh, Pastor Suzanne was here uh, at the house with all of the staff And uh, I was at the house by myself um, worshiping and uh, receiving the word from Pastor Ron and the guys. And um, I just uh, realized it's better together than it is to be alone. And uh, so I know like many of you, uh, you are looking forward to the day when we will gather back in this place. I don't know when. We don't know when. We don't know what it'll look like, uh, but we do know that soon and very soon uh, we are going together and uh, worship together again. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in this morning. I want to share a couple of scriptures. First of all, out of Psalm 56, I have been meditating on this uh, for the last several weeks. Uh, It's actually just a half a verse out of Psalm 56, verse 9, and it says this, this I know, that God is for me. This I know that God is for me. When you feel like you are all alone and there's no one else, I'm telling you, we have to stir ourselves and remind ourselves that God is with us. There's about 10 or 12 or 14 people in here this morning, so I'm going to make them shout amen every once in a while just to uh, stir me a little bit. But uh, y'all out there, say amen. amen. All right, there you go. You can hear it at home. We got a few of our staff and a few friends here this morning. So this I know that God is for me. He's for me. He's with me. He's with us. And uh, whether we're at home or wherever we are, some today or out having to work, our doctors and nurses, medical people, and uh, those in the law enforcement are out there on the front uh, just doing what they do and doing it well, and I just uh, uh, encourage you to bless them and pray over them. And pray this scripture over them and uh, declare it, speak it. This I know that God is for me. A second passage of scripture I want to share is out of Psalm 46 uh, verse. I'm going to read the whole chapter actually. I've been meditating on this for the last few days also. Because I was thinking last week when I was by myself, um, that God is my fortress; He's our fortress, and uh, everything we have need of, the Word promises that He has already provided. I was thinking, talking with someone this week on the phone, and and uh, I was thinking back over a year ago when I uh, was preaching up here, and I had made I made a couple of statements, and I and I stopped myself as I was talking about uh, the, you know, a lot of it came out of obviously trips to Cuba trips to Honduras, trips to Peru last summer, trips to China, and looking at so many in the church that do not have what we've had in America. And uh, I promise you a year ago, six months ago, four months ago, none of us would have ever visualized that not only um, our nation, but the whole world would be dealing with what we're dealing with today. Nobody saw that. There's a lot of prophetic words that have come, and there's there's a lot of words that have come after the fact, and and uh, but as I was meditating and thinking about um, some of the words that I was speaking over a year ago, after coming home from Cuba and uh, experiencing some of what. Uh, the church around the world experiences. This morning I was reading an article uh, by Pastor Chan and uh, talking about the persecuted church in North Korea and the persecution of some believers from South Korea who were, um, um, they were uh, taken uh, on a missions trip in Afghanistan. And and, uh, he was telling the story how there were about a dozen of them and uh, they had been told that they were all going to be killed. And so as I was reading this this morning, I, w- I was so stirred and encouraged um, and, and heartbroken at the same time and yet rejoicing that these believers, these South Korean believers, uh, stood strong in their faith. And, and, and as I said, there were about a dozen of them. And, uh, and Pastor Chan starts uh, sharing how the ones that actually were not killed and actually uh, finally were released began to share the story that the two oldest men among them, one of them was a pastor and the other one was an older man and uh, they began to discuss uh, fervently um, which one of them would die first. And th- they were they were discussing in such a way that uh, it, it was almost uh, a- as though the the, the route they were looking for was that they wanted to be the, the, the first one. They wanted to be the only one, but they wanted to be at least the first one that was going to uh, be honored to give their life for Christ. And eventually the pastor won out over the older man and uh, they beheaded him. And then the older man was also uh, Killed, and later as the others uh, for some reason were let go and they began to recount this story. They talked of the faith, the strength, uh, the power, um, the presence and they made a statement that as I was reading it it just stirred me in my heart. The ten that were released literally said this, we long for the day that we would once again be held in prison knowing that this day would be our last day to to live for christ because it was in those moments that we felt the strongest presence of god that we have ever experienced in our lifetime god was real among us he was our fortress he did not forsake us and in a moment in a moment all of us one day will depart this world and go be with Christ, or depart this world and here depart from me. Man, I'm living my life, and I trust you're living your life today, and I trust we're teaching and training our children up to live their lives so that they understand that the only thing that really matters is to live for Christ Jesus. Can you say amen in that? That we give our lives for Christ. Let me read this passage of scripture. Psalm 46 verse 1 says this, God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. You know, I, I, I thought about it, just pause for a minute again. I thought about that scripture before, and I've been in some trying situations. The first time that I took my wife to Cuba, uh, many of you, most of you know this story, but I was, uh, I was held out um, for a couple hours in question. And that is probably the scariest point um, in my entire Christian walk where I wondered, uh, was I going to go to jail? Was I going to not see my wife ever again or my children or my grandchildren? And, uh, Praying in the spirit came really natural. It just, it just, every time those guards walked out of the room, I just prayed in the spirit. And, uh, and, 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 and I would be lying to you if I told you there was no anxiety or there was no fear. Man, I was praying in the Holy Ghost saying, Lord, I love you and I'll serve you all the days of my life and go anywhere and do anything, preach anywhere. I really don't want to go to jail in a country where I might not even uh, get, get a, a visitation from the ambassador for six months to a year. And, uh, but it was in that time that the presence of God was also very strong and he went before us. He opened the door and he is as scripture, as the Psalmist said, a very present help in trouble. I love that because it means that when we go through trouble and we all have trouble, Some of you right now are troubled in this situation. You're troubled in what we're walking through. And here's the promise, is that he is here. He's our refuge and our strength in a very present help in trouble. Therefore, verse 2, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, fortress. The Lord of hosts is with us. I, I want to encourage us this morning uh, in this walk that we're in. Many of you are, are plus 30 days in your home. Some of you have taken it quite literally and have not left. And some of you are are, are sneaking outside and you're exercising. And, and, and to be honest, I am. I'm riding a bike. I'm walking. I'm doing everything I can to stay out in the sunshine, breathe in the fresh air of God. And uh but no matter where you are, I was talking with uh, our friends from China the other day, and they had finally gotten released um, out of their apartment. They had spent 61 days in their apartment on the 27th floor of a high rise, and their children were not allowed even to go out on the balcony. 61 days. I don't know about y'all, but that feels like jail to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just cannot uh, the the thought of that. And yet, there was a grace. They're doing well, and uh, they're outside now. and And uh, some of you just need to stir yourself and. And challenge yourself that in the midst of this, uh, we are going to come through it. We're going to come out, and uh, God answers our prayer. And one of the things I I just want to say is that I believe that all across the world, way beyond America, just every nation of the world, God is doing mighty things. God is answering prayers. God is hearing the prayers of his people. People are crying out. People are responding. People are coming to Christ. I read one article the other day on Easter weekend One ministry alone saw over 120,000 people respond through the Internet to Jesus Christ. One church, one ministry, 120,000 people responded uh, literally around the world to the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached. That's pretty amazing. God's answering prayers. God's revealing himself. God's showing himself mighty. Today I have some guests with me on the stage, and I'm excited to uh, let them share a little bit. Many of you, most of you know we have been on on a journey for the last... um, 10 months, I believe, with the uh, young family, TJ, Connie, and Gabriella. And I invited them to come and to be on stage this morning with me. I need their support. And and, uh, it's so exciting to uh, have these guys, TJ, Daddy TJ, Mama Connie, and Gabriella looking like a hippie. Her hair's growing like crazy. Her eyebrows have sprung back out, and she's looking beautiful. But all of you have been fighting with us, standing with us, praying with us over the last 10 months. And and uh, today's a good day. Ten months ago, uh, in June of last year, uh, after a day of serving here at the church and serving in the lounge in the back, and I remember that day it was pouring down rain, and I I was in my room upstairs uh, across the parking lot, and. I looked outside that morning and uh, Connie and TJ were helping serve that day in the volunteer lounge. I'll never forget it. Pouring down rain. It was like just coming down. And uh, TJ pulled up in front of the overhang and him and Gabriella were out there uh, pulling in flowers because Connie can't serve food without flowers on the table. I'm surprised we don't have flowers right now on this table. But, but, uh, so she's got to make it all looking, you know, fancy and pretty and and I'll never forget because uh, they were out there just running in and out and, and uh, a few hours later uh, we got a phone call that they had taken Gabriella into the hospital at Shan. She had a little stomach pain and, uh, and out of that uh, about seven hours later uh, they asked us if we would come down to the emergency room to the hospital. And So I picked up Pastor Ron and we drove down and, and uh, we were standing in the room when When the doctor came back in and uh, gave them the news that no parent ever in the world wants to hear, and that is your child is really sick, probably some form of leukemia. We have no idea, and it was a week or two, I think, before they knew all the results, maybe even longer than that. But um, So they have been in a a crazy battle, and... uh, Uh, But we are on the other side of that, and uh, before I let Connie share a little of the medical side of what's taking place, uh, Gabriella sent me a video this week, and as she often does, she's she's such an encouragement to me in the battle that I'm facing, Dr. John, uh, Joey, Kayla, so many of us in here that are fighting our own fights. Gabriella, 11 years old, has become a a source of inspiration and hope to me. And uh, so she shared a video this week with me and uh, told me some good news. So, Gabriella, why don't you tell the church at home what's going on?
1: So um, we got the results back from Seattle, and it's the one that detects any leukemic cells, and they didn't detect any. (laughs)
0: Oh, wow, wow.
1: what? What? And so we have been going through a lot, and now that I'm healed, Pastor George and Joey are next. Doodles? <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Cody.
1: Well, it is true that. Um, Actually, closing in on 11 months now, Gabriella was diagnosed with leukemia uh, June 9th, 2019. And the night that she was diagnosed, we made a decision then that we were going to trust God no matter what. And that night, we had a promise from God and we held on to it and we determined that no matter what it looked like in the natural, No matter what we saw with our eyes or heard, no matter what report, we were going to believe and trust God, and we did. And like Pastor George shared, a week or two after getting the initial diagnosis of what they thought was leukemia, we found out that not only was it leukemia, but it was a triple rare form of leukemia. Uh, The diagnosis was T-cell, gamma delta, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. So rare that no one at Shands had ever even seen it. And Shands has one of the top pediatric oncology programs in the nation. The physicians that oversee Gabriella's care are international experts. They've seen everything, they've treated everything except for this. And not only had they never seen it, but there is no data, there are no clinical trials, there are no studies, there's no research done. It's so minuscule that it's, they just haven't seen it. And how they had to treat Gabriella was based on B-cell leukemia, which is vastly different, but they didn't have anything else to go by. And so the doctors were befuddled All of the reports that were coming back were like a roller coaster. They couldn't give us information. They couldn't give us any guarantees. But that was fine because we had the guarantee from God himself. Mm. And we have heard report after report, good and bad, that never lined up. We have prayed Gabriella's entire life that every single hidden work of darkness would be revealed, that no weapon formed against her would ever prosper, and that she would walk in divine health. And that is exactly what happened. God answered every prayer, even the initial diagnosis. It was such a fluke in the natural how that would ever even come about. But God would not stand for any darkness in her body. And even when we got good reports that her numbers were zero that she was cancer free, it would flip on a dime and oops, sorry, no, they they have detected something. No, we do see something. We don't understand it, but we do see something. But this test, this has been the long-awaited test. And finally, we have the tangible evidence. It's documented. Mm. What we've believed this entire time, we knew Gabriella was healed. Jesus did that work on the cross, and we have thanked him for His for healing her. We haven't had to ask for her to be healed. We've thanked him, but we have asked for the physical manifestation to catch up with that promise, and now it finally has.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. Connie, share what two words that I, I spoke that night at the hospital over um, Gabriella that you have used to remind me oftentimes in my own battle.
1: I believe and that has sustained us I believe
0: amen TJ I didn't let you but go ahead and grab that mic and say something to the church because this is your family it is um (laughs) you know
1: all I can say is um the support is overwhelming um if everybody I mean obviously we're in the middle of this pandemic and people we just ran into somebody yesterday they just lost their job um but you know what All they were about was, what can I do? Can I do something for you? Can I give you something? And that's what we've learned Mm -hmm. through this whole process. If you're in the middle of a battle, give. That's it. Just keep giving. Give more than you've ever given before. And I promise you, God will work a miracle in your life
0: while you're giving to other people. So... That's all I can I can say. She's a miracle right there. All right, Amen, Amen. Thank you, TJ, Connie, Gabriella. We rejoice with you guys. Amen. Such a powerful story, and uh, we are continuing to uh, rejoice with them. As- as uh, Connie, and I've told my family this, Suzanne and I both believe, Connie is one of the most faith-filled, in the, first of all, she's an oncology nurse by profession, so she understands all of this, and uh, none, none in their family had ever battled this. Connie's dad, Bill, was also an oncology nurse, and so... You know, when they got this word of what their daughter was going through, just having the knowledge. When Suzanne and I found out what my battle was, we just had to go to somebody because we, we, we didn't even know what the words meant. You know, we didn't, we didn't know what they're looking for or anything. And Connie had all of that knowledge. And, um, and yet she never let the knowledge destroy her faith. That was powerful. And through this battle, through uh, actually in all reality now, we understand that the battle that I'm facing with multiple myeloma. I actually had that that night. I was in that hospital. I was probably uh, a year ago uh, when this thing came against me and but it was it was ten months later before uh, it was diagnosed, and we found out and And I just want to say publicly how appreciative I am of the young family. Uh, Connie has been just a source of inspiration to Suzanne and I, uh, to Dr. John, to Joey Reichardt, to so many others in our house that are battling battles. And um, because she just speaks the word and she's always re-preaching that word back to me, pastor, I believe, I believe you're next. And and Gabriella the other day uh, sent me a video and says, pastor, you're next. And whether I'm next or or, or is Dr. John or Joe, I don't care. I want us all to be healed, amen? I want us all to be whole. I want us all to, to be full of all that God has for us because we got a great job to do in these latter days that we're living in. So. I am thankful for answered prayer, God answers prayer, and we're excited about it. So, you know, sometimes we have to remember, I was, I was this morning in my early devotions, I just started looking up the word remember, and uh, I was reminding myself how important it is to remember what God has already done for you. Because what you're going through, the battles ahead, the things you're going to face, uh, when you can stop and look back and remember, man, the Lord spoke this to me, and it didn't look like it was ever going to come to pass, and yet, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done in my life. Look what he's done in my past. Look what he's done in my marriage. Look what he's done in my family. Look what he's done in my finances. Look what he's done in my church. Look what what he's done in my health. We all have something that the Lord has done for us, and we need to remember that, remind ourselves, and rejoice in it. Well, the next thing I want to do is share with you uh, a quick report of where we are. Uh, as everybody's been home, uh, secured, and 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 uh, bunkered down, uh, we've continued to build our church building. I say we, uh, like uh, I was a part of it, but uh, Pastor Tad and uh, Jim and and uh, many of the guys on our team have been supporting and helping uh, Foresight Builders, our construction team that's building our church and uh, the guys put a video together this week. I think you're going to be blessed by it. Uh, the next time you see something, you actually might be walking into the building. Who knows? But by the time this pandemic is over, we might just go right into our new building. Who knows? But, uh, If that were to happen, that'd be pretty cool, but if not, I'll be meeting y'all right back in this room, and uh, I love this place, but uh, let let me show you a video. Uh, This was taken Friday, and I appreciate uh, guys on my staff, Nikki and Matthew, putting this together. I believe it'll encourage you. Watch. that 's exciting it's uh, it's coming along and we're excited the parking lot's being done and we're just uh Tremendously excited about that. Well, tonight we are going to have our spring seed offering, and uh, this is going to be a seed offering like no other seed offering we've ever done before, because we are, uh, again, we're not going to get to slap hands, and man, I miss you. When the youngs came in this morning, it took everything I had to do just to stay back and not grab them and hug them. I just want to hug somebody. And uh, But tonight, we are not going to be hugging or slapping hands, but we are going to be uh, obeying the word of the Lord to our house. And that word, um, really has never changed in 25 plus years. And, and that is we are coming to this place of, uh, in obedience to, uh, the Lord, to our house, to sow seed in, uh, the season of seed time so that we can reap harvest. Amen. Every time the Lord, um, blesses us with that harvest. And over the years as we've continued to do this in faithfulness, we've seen, um, first of all, our families prosper and grow and be blessed and experience, uh, just tremendous blessing of God. And, uh, and obviously our church family, uh, all that we've uh, possessed up to this point, up until the completion of the new building, has been uh, debt free. We paid through all of these buildings off all of our land that we own. And uh, we have given to missions around the world. If, if I'd have had time this morning to attach a missionary video uh, to this uh, particular video of our building, they really go hand in hand because we have never stopped in all the years. Back in 2006, uh, Uh, In 2008, when our nation went through a very difficult financial time, we never stop supporting one missionary. We increase missions giving. We, 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 uh, we're we a part of uh, being a part of the Bibles for Cuba. And uh, what an incredible time for our church family. And, and as TJ said a while ago, sometimes uh, in the midst of battles, you just need to give because giving releases something in your personal life. It releases something in your finances. It releases something in your faith because givers are like God and takers are like the devil. And so if you want to be be like God, continue to be a giver and uh, continue to sow, continue to pour out. it. And I love the one scripture where it says that God gives seed to the sower. If you have a heart to sow, God will provide seed for you to sow. If you're not planning on sowing anyhow, he's not going to give you any seed. But when your heart is to give, then he gives seed to the sower, and, and that seed comes in all kinds of forms and fashions in ways that, that you would sit down and say, well, I'd like to give something, but I don't really have anything to give, so I don't know how to give, so you try to figure something out. But if your heart is to give, God will bring it in in all kinds of directions. I mean, from the north, south, east, or west, he can bring it in through a family. He can bring it in through a friend. He can bring it in through a FedEx package that comes into, into your mailbox. He can, he can just bring it in. And and the minute it does, you realize, man, hallelujah, I didn't know what I was given, but now I've got something to sow, and my heart is always to sow. So tonight... At 5 o'clock, we are going together. The pastors will be here. The parking lot is already lined up. We're going to invite you to come. you got a newsletter or email uh, sent to you this week, and it shows kind of the direction of the flow. But just follow. We'll have uh, deputy sheriff out here, and and, uh, Officer Louis Acevedo will be here. And uh, we're going to get you in the parking lot. Uh, Jamie and the worship team is going to have a live band. Am I still speaking correct? Uh, Out on the patio, and we're going to be worshiping. And uh, just rejoicing in the goodness of God. So you come in, roll all your windows down, let your kids hang out. Don't let them fall out. You can let them hang out. Uh, But uh, just come through the parking lot. You're going to be in a parade of line of cars and follow along. uh, And you'll end up back in front of the building where when you come through the front, the pastors will be lined up out there. Again, we're not going to be slapping hands, but we are going to declare blessing. I thought about getting me a big water gun and just spraying y'all with blessing, but I didn't think y'all would like that. So uh, I'll just be declaring blessing over you. And uh, when you come in front of the building on the right side of the vehicle, Pastor Suzanne will be on the right side. And for all of you moms in the house, uh, next week is Mother's Day. We'll not be gathering here. So all the families y'all need to take care of moms and and wives and grandmothers and everybody and bless them but um we have a little gift that we're going to give you tonight. And Pastor Suzanne will be on the right side of the car because most of the time uh, the daddies are driving and the moms are on the right side. So uh, if that's opposite tonight, then we'll, we'll run around the car and give it to you. We won't give it to your husband. So uh, we're going to have a gift for you. And uh, just to say from our church staff and family that we love you. We wish you a happy Mother's Day next week. Pastor Ron will be bringing a Mother's Day message next week. Uh, he just found that out. And uh, it'll be the first one I think that... Uh I haven't brought or else Suzanne and I together, but uh, uh, tonight we just want to bless all of you moms. But uh, on the left side of the car, uh, we'll have the basket set up and you can open the door, let the kids kind of lean out and put their uh, offerings into the basket and uh, we'll bless you and then you'll head out. Please be careful coming in, be careful going out. It is five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, so we're hoping there won't be much traffic out and uh, we're looking forward to that tonight. Just to be a part of what the word of the Lord is. And and, uh, as always, the first 10th of all of this offering, will go to World Missions. Last week, I shared a video with you guys from Helga, uh, who had just uh, Sunday morning, we were texting back and forth, uh, me at home and, and Helga in Uganda. And she just wrote that beautiful text and said, thank you. I got my support this week from The Rock. And she didn't even know how much it was. She, she later told me that when she went back, uh, she was just, she was blown away at the amount of support that so many families in the church are supporting Helga on top of the missions that we have committed. And so she got that and immediately cashed it and went and filled a vehicle full of food, took all of her support bought food. That's a giver. See right there? That's a giver. Here she is in Uganda and uh, she, she is still giving everything she has away, but she took that, bought the food, and then went uh, f- it, through some neighborhoods and then a couple of churches. And uh, the joy she shared with me uh, of the expression of those that were receiving the food, crying out, it's a miracle. Could you imagine somebody handing you food and it would be a miracle because you have no food? The mom that whose husband had left her four children, no food in the home, Helga pulls up and unloads bags of groceries. Wow. We got to be a part of that. And we'll be a part of that continually because of your giving so tonight, uh, 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 the first 10% of all of your offerings will go to world missions to spread the gospel, feed the hungry, take care of those that God has given us a responsibility over. So we're excited about that tonight. We're, we're going to ask one thing, and if this, you know, if it doesn't work out for you, it's fine. Uh, just come whenever you can between that five and six hour, but just to kind of help break down the traffic so everybody's not here right at six o'clock. We're going to ask that if you're uh, at, we're doing this alphabetically. So if, your last name is from an A to an H, uh, come between 5 and 520, okay? And if your last name starts with an I to O, come from 520 to 540. And if you're P to Z, you're still really important to us, and we're not leaving until you get here. But if you could come from 540 to 6 o'clock, That would help us out. If you get here a little early or a little late, it's okay. Just get in the flow of traffic. Nobody's going to be checking off going, you're here too early, okay? We're going to receive your seed and declare blessing over it. But that would just kind of help break out the, the, the flow of traffic coming down 24th both directions. So you'll be able to turn into the property on the main entrance from either direction. But please just be careful if you're letting somebody in, flash your lights out. Don't flash your lights and then pull in, okay? Flash your lights mean you're letting somebody through. So we're excited about seeing you tonight, declaring the blessing of God over each and every one of you. And lastly, I just want to say that I love you, appreciate you, um, and appreciate all your prayers um, over my life. This week will be six months since I started uh, my uh, uh, treatment process And uh, at this point, we still have no idea how much longer it's going to last because our goal, my doctor's goal is to get my M spike. I had a doctor ask me yesterday in my neighborhood. He was telling me him and his wife, sweet couple. And uh, he's a doctor, and, and uh, he asked me where I was in my journey. And so I told him, and I said, our goal is to get to uh, M-spike M- to zero. He said, well, what's an M-spike? And I said, I don't really know, but uh, all I know is zero is the key. That's, the, that's what we're looking for, which means that uh, my, the multiple myeloma cells in my body are in my bone marrow um, are down as close to zero as possible. And at that point, they will uh, put me into the hospital. And I'll start the process that Gabriella went through with her bone marrow transplant. I'll be going through the same thing. And I'm hoping that my hair will grow back as fast as Gabriella's has. So she's looking very... Uh, beautiful there with uh, especially those eyebrows. So I'm looking forward to uh, not losing my hair, but it growing back. And so uh, thank you for your prayers. We will keep you updated. And uh, I I am walking in faith every day, standing in agreement. My wife is a tremendous blessing asset, help to me. She, She is in every sense of the word, a caregiver. We don't really know what that means, but she Caringly gives to me, she gives caringly to me and uh, but uh, she cooks my meals and and uh, blesses me and checks on me and and uh, and I'm very fortunate for You know the process of God's grace through all of this at this point. So before I turn it over to Pastor Ron, I want to pray over you. I want to bless you. I want to encourage you today in your homes to continue to stir yourself. Let's believe God. Let's not grow weary in well-doing. Let's not lose hope. And as always, as you hear from our staff through e-lines and social media, if you're a part of our church family and you need anything, Please do not hesitate to call. Call the church office. Get a hold of your Connect Group leader. Let us know. Don't be at home without food or at home without your medicine, uh, at home without a friend. You need somebody to talk to. We have plenty of people available. We love you. Let me pray for you. Father, I love you bless you. I thank you so much for my people, your people that you've entrusted into my care. I thank you, Father, that uh, your grace is sufficient. You meet our every need. You are our all in all. And today, I just pray over our church family. I pray over all the people a part of our house, Uh, Lord, that you will strengthen them, grace them, help them, encourage them. Lord, help them to uh, learn how when they're going through lonely times or difficult times to pick up the phone and be a blessing to someone else, to call someone else, to help someone else, to pray over someone else, to encourage someone else, because in doing so, Father, it really will uh, bless their life and change them, uh, and you will continue to show yourself mighty. So we bless you today. We thank you that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice in it. We declare, Father, that you are faithful Father that has not left us or forsaken us, but that you love us and your presence is ever, near to us. We give you thanks and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.